0: Welcome to the Divorced and Happy Podcast, where we discuss all things ACT-2. I'm your host, Sadie Marie. Well, it's the new year and a time when many of us are looking to create new patterns. We're goal setting, we're focusing on the future, and we're looking to keep some of the old and definitely bring in a lot of the new, especially in 2021. In today's episode, I'm excited to discuss with my guest, Jelani, this same concept, something old and something new, but specifically in relationship, parenting, and family life after a divorce. So hi, Jelani. Welcome.
1: How are you doing, Sadie?
0: I'm good. Jelani is an aspiring musician from Chicago who loves big ideas and stories. And we're so happy to have him here today to tell his story about... Where he is at with his fresh start and his something old, something new in his life. How is Chicago today? Is it sunny out? Is it not?
1: It is definitely uh, gray and overcast. And we've got the winter remix going. So it's a bit of snow and rain all day long. Uh, but it's not bad. You know, it makes it nice to be inside and be cozy.
0: Okay. Well, I won't tell you that it's a bright, sunny, glorious day here in in St. Paul, Minnesota. So,
1: <laughs> No, you definitely should because you don't get to brag <laughs> like that that often.
0: Usually it's horrific weather and everyone's feeling sorry for us. But today it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous Saturday. Tell us where you're at with your fresh start. You're pretty early into things, aren't you?
1: Yes, yes. Um me and my ex-wife started the divorce process in January of uh twenty twenty. So it's been about a year of me being out of the house and we're still finishing up the legal part of the process, but it's been a year for me to kind of learn how to, you know, be on my own. Sure. How to, how to live in my own space. Yes. Uh, I got married very young, so I have never had the luxury of having my own like home.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I bet you're uh, loving that.
1: So, you know what? I'll tell you the absolute truth. Uh, the first day I moved into my new place, I thought I would feel horrible. Like my, my wife's not here, my kids aren't here. It was going to be the first real moment. It felt like the, the, the things are ending, you know? Sure. And I slept like a baby. Like I was completely content and happy. And that's when I knew it was the right decision and we were moving in the right direction.
0: And your fresh start, tell us a little bit about where you're at with what you're learning about yourself. That's something new that you're bringing into your new life.
1: Part of the biggest thing I've learned is that I think I put off living my life with the excuse of providing and taking care of others. So whatever my ex-wife needed, whatever my kids needed from me, that was my first and only priority. And I really didn't think about what I wanted out of life, what I wanted to accomplish, um, what I need to sustain myself to keep myself happy and, and going, you know? Um, and so in my fresh start, I'm really learning that I need to prioritize my happiness. Uh, and, that, and, I, and it scared me at first to talk like that because it sounded shallow. Um, but what I'm really learning, is kind of, um, um, it's kind of like when you get on an airplane and they tell you to put the mask on yourself first before right. putting on the child. You have to, you know, you can't help your kid if you're passed out. <laughs>
0: um, and I'm
1: learning that. Right. I'm learning that, you know, by, I got to, take care of myself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. If if I'm doing great, then everybody else can be doing great. I had a space now to do that.
0: Right. It was interesting when I was doing my Fresh Start interviews for the pilot episode of the podcast, that was such a theme for people is really doing their self-care, focusing on self, renewing self. And it was so fun to listen to all those stories. So inspiring. So I'm excited for you. Fresh Starts are the best. So exciting. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. So something old, something new around relationships. Now, recognizing that you are still very early into your fresh start process and that relationships maybe aren't something you're deep diving into, but what would you say would be something old that you want to bring with you when it comes to relationships in the future?
1: Well, I definitely thought about this a lot uh, because I think at the moment when I realized we were getting divorced and it was something I couldn't avoid or control, you know, I had to just kind of accept it and go through the experience. I, you know, at first I had like low self esteem, like who's going to want me now? Like I'm almost forty, I have two kids, I'm going to be a single dad. Who's going to want to date somebody like that? I think I kind of maybe rushed early into dating in a way that was probably inappropriate. <laughs> um, but well, you now that I've had a little
0: yeah, to feel it out.
1: That's right. That's right. We all have to do that. It's okay.
0: That. It's a fresh start. You're we curious. You're curious. We all Exactly. Um, I'm going to guess you were surprised how many ladies would be happy to spend time with you. Yes?
1: Yes. Okay. That, that was How uh, <laughs> oh, did I know that answer? Was, that was definitely the case. It was... It was. It, it's not about me. It's probably just about a lot of people looking for love. And Oh, I
0: but could you can time. give yourself a little bit of
1: credit. I, I'll get a little bit of sure, credit. Sure, you know. Uh... So I think what I'm taking with me from the from my past self and my married self is just I'm still open to love and I like being in love. You know, like it wasn't all bad and definitely the way it started was really beautiful. And I want to carry that in my heart and be a person who nurtures that. You know, um, I was reading this book about masculine male ar- archetypes. You know, the king, the warrior, the magician, and the lover. And I I definitely am a person who's attached to the lover idea. You know, or the lover archetype. So I'm gonna keep that. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not jaded by my experience, you know? Uh, And I think to that point, I'm also still very much open to selling down again. Um, That's something that I thought about was, like, would I ever do this? And at first, I think there was a lot of trepidation. Like, no, I would never do that again. And now it's much more like, I don't know. I won't say never, never, but I think I know how to get there in a better way now with everything I've learned from my first marriage.
0: Can you talk more about that? How getting to where? Spell that out a little bit.
1: Well, yeah, I think like, um, like I think... I'm not sure at this moment if I know exactly that like what what kind of relationship I would think would be best for me. Um, but the idea of loving a person and being close to a person and having that kind of intimacy and vulnerability that you have in a, an institution like marriage, I think I'd definitely be open to that again at some point in life. Um, but I think to get to that place, I've learned a lot from my experience about boundaries and what real intimacy is versus what. We kind of think intimacy is when we're sharing a lot, but not really the the hard stuff. <laughs> you know, we're keeping things hidden behind the the veil. Right. You um, know, and, and also this idea of like, um, you know, love, marriage, relationships are just kind of a commodity. It's a thing that people want. We desire it. We want to possess it. You know, and that's not really the energy of love, or what I think a real relationship, will, a, a relationship that will last, will have. Right. It can't be possessive. It's the the distinction of choosing to be with somebody because you value them versus being with somebody because you feel obligated, you know? Um, and so I really want to nurture that. And I think the way I'm kind of approaching that and how I pursue relationships now and in, in dating is more so just not dating with any kind of force or direction for the relationship or where we're going as much as it is being open to the experience, uh, being really present in the interactions and, you know, giving quality time to quality interactions and letting them grow how they grow. You know, if it grows to something else, I'll be open to that. If it doesn't, that's okay. Um, I think that's a little bit more balanced way for me approach it. Whereas how I got married was being a twenty something year old man who was just like, I want to have a wife, I want to have a family because I don't really, I didn't come from that. Right? Kind you had of all those objectives. Child. You had all these outcomes you were focused on in your twenties. Right. Right. It was a commodity. It's a commodity. Right. It's something to What's have. What's that next right?
0: it's thing? The party. It's the next thing. Yeah. Exactly. I think you are exactly. in the Midwest, especially. Uh, I think we're very conditioned to be that way. Would you agree? Especially, yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but actually, you know, to that point, like, what about you? Like, you're uh, you're further along in your journey. Um, can you see yourself settling down again, or what are you looking for in a new relationship?
0: I learned when I started dating again that that I had a lot. I had a lot of room to practice and grow and and find my way. And so for me, something old, I, I I realized I needed a major refresh. Like I was not happy with how I was, I was not happy with, obviously when you get divorced, it's because you're not happy with how you are, the, the, the other party is participating in the relationship. So for me, there really wasn't anything old that I wanted to bring in. <laughs> You know, minus, oh, wow. <laughs> minus, minus the fact that, yeah, sure. I would like a loving relationship, but that wasn't even like, that's such a in the distance, like long-term relationship is such a in the distance thing for me. So for me, really there's something new. Cause I've been dating now for two years and it was just mm-hmm. really, uh, you know, practicing a new way. So for me, something that is new for me is how I communicate. I am very direct now with how I communicate. I'm very transparent with men. I'm very upfront with what I'm looking for. I also like on a first date, I'm pretty quick to deep dive. Like I'm not one to, small talk is not a way that I really, it's not something I resonate with. I just deep dive. Mm -hmm. If a guy can go there with me, great. And if he can't, it's probably not going to be a match. And the stakes are so Mm -hmm. low that I, you know, I, I don't have to play it so safe. I think when I was younger, right. I played it so safe because I wanted this outcome. And so I wasn't my full self. I wasn't really my organic self because I, I played it safe so that I could, I could, I, you know, I didn't want to scare some away, someone away by being too direct. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You're trying to control the outcome.
0: Yes. Yeah. Where now I'm like, whatevs. Like, Stakes are low, so I'm just gonna be me. To yeah, and if they like me, great. And if they don't, oh well. You know, kind of that Ariana Grande "Thank You Next" type of concept, uh, where appreciate the the conversation, and I'm not really looking for a specific outcome. So I can roll with whatever. If if someone wants to continue connecting with me, fantastic. If not, no problem. Because I think I learned also that, I mean, there's just the the, the world is big, and I'm not so concerned with a certain outcome, so I can just enjoy getting to know people from different places. I've had a lot of fun with that, which is something I never did before. And I think also for me, also, I don't know if you can resonate with this, Jelani, is I focus a lot more Mm -hmm. now on how I feel when I'm interacting with someone versus like being in my head too much and analyzing this move and that move and say this and do this and don't do that. I'm just more in the moment. How does it feel? Does it feel good? Does it not feel good? if it feels good, I'm probably going to, you know, keep interacting with this person. If it doesn't, I'll address it. And if it doesn't change, I'll probably just excuse myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, again, I'm not looking for a certain outcome. So I'm not so in my head around relationships. Does that, does that, do you resonate with that at all or?
1: No, it, it does. It does. Like, um, I'm maybe not so much worried. I'm not so much invested in how I feel, but I think I'm just much more comfortable and, uh, living in my own skin and being myself. And yes. If it's going well and they want to keep seeing me, I, I'm open to keep seeing them. And if it's not going well and they say I don't want to see you anymore, that's fine. <laughs> right. Know, that's and that you
0: also you also have that
1: ease to say that too.
0: Where you have that ease to that's say, right, you right. know, this isn't a fit, but I appreciate meeting you or I'd love to stay connected in this way if you're Wait. open to that.
1: Well you see I'm 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 a I'm a curious curious type. You yes, know? And I am as I well. Find I find human beings deeply interesting. Uh, ditto, so, ditto, ditto, ditto. <laughs> so for me, it's kind of like if we are, if, if the only way I think I would probably not talk to somebody is if they had nothing to say and they had no story and they were just kind of like there. And that's so rare. Like most people are excited to be on a first date, most people are excited to be interacting with somebody who appears to be interested in them. Sure. Uh, and so I usually enjoy that energy and kind of ride it a bit.
0: You know, I do focusing on the feeling. This is what I mean by that. You know, Mm -hmm. when you leave a conversation, you feel uplifted or you feel invigorated or you feel heard or you feel known to me. Those are Mm -hmm. I value that. So when I have relationship with friends like girlfriends or, you know, men who aren't, you know, um, romantic interests, like that's a type Mm -hmm. of exchange. I want to have like a reciprocal give and take exchange. And so. Mm -hmm. I'm very mindful of that now when I'm dating, like, is this, is this a reciprocal experience? Is this person also asking me questions or engaging in a way with me where they are showing they want to really know me, you know, that's going to feel good. You know, whereas if Mm -hmm. I'm just asking all the questions and they're just talking and there's no reciprocation, that's not going to feel so good. And Mm -hmm. I might really Mm -hmm. reconsider if I want to keep, you know, interacting with that person again. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So reciprocation is definitely a new a new focus of mine in real relationship and consistency. Consistency is big. Like if someone not only says something, but then they follow through, you know, paying attention to those types of things, definitely mm-hmm. my, my new relationship world. A lot of practice. I am, I've made a lot of amateur moves. I don't know about you. Maybe (laughs) dating's just been like, you know, perfect 10. Here we go. But I have definitely, (laughs) I've learned some things and I've had some humbling experiences and I've had some very playful, fun experiences, but I, um, definitely, you know, repetition, like to learn a new skill, you have to keep doing it. Right. You have to repeat it over and over and over again.
1: Getting divorced, I've received more advice from men in my life than I ever received before that period. And I'm like, why? Where was all of this when I was young? <laughs> like, where was all oh, of this when on I, relationships? I kind of it. On relationships? Yeah, on relationships, on life. But uh, like, um, uh, a friend of mine was like, you know, you know, for men, when it comes to relationships, there's two, you know, we're expected to know how to make the relationship work and we're expected to be good in bed. And those are things we're supposed to know. But the only way to get to know those things is to get experience. Right. But getting experience, also be viewed as a negative. <laughs> like, like, if you're too good with women, if you're too dating, if you're having too much uh, sex, then you're viewed a certain way, even though in your heart, you may still may be like a dude who's a stand up kind of guy, I guess. And I was like, "You know, it's a good point. It's a good point, right? Like, how do I get good at this?" Um, and that, that advice came after, you know, destroying some young lady's uh, text message uh, box inbox because I I didn't know how to handle the interaction, and oh. I just kind of kept texting. Texting—it was kind of like the scene in *Swingers* when uh, John Favreau um, was calling the girl he met at the bar, and he leaves like 85 voicemails, and then he. Oh, I like, remember that on scene. <laughs> oh, it's so painful.
0: Oh, you're like yeah. walk yeah. away, put the phone down. I mean, we've all—we yeah. have all, maybe not 85 voicemails, right? But I mean, we've all, all <laughs> right? I mean, that's a lot. But the the writer had to make a point. But but we've all been that person where you've left maybe one too many text before the other person responded to, you know? So yeah, there is a, you know, act two does create a lot of humbling, um, amateur (laughs) moments, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Because you have to have those moments to learn a new way. And so we're all interested in, you know, if you get divorced, you want to learn a new way, right? Like you're not looking to repeat mm-hmm. the old way, team. You know, we're all here to mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to not only learn a new way for our own individual lives, but in relationship with others, friends, family, but also with romantic partners. It takes practice. I say go for it. Practice your heart out.
1: That's been the plan. That's,
0: That's been, been the, the plan. plan. Nice.
1: Yeah. After, after a lot of embarrassment, it was kind of comical. And then you kind of like, you get humble and realize, you know, Like the world, I dated last in the early two thousands, and so the world changed a lot in the time I was married. Right, Uh, and so you know, just gotta sit back and learn, and bang your head against it a little bit, and then, uh, and then also kind of figure out why. Like, why am I doing this? And that was a big piece about self esteem and realizing the early exchanges were horrible because it was more so like I didn't know how to be alone, and I was afraid of being alone. Right, and then taking some time to be alone, and then dating more in a conversational way in a non-sexual way for a period of time allowed me to just kind of get comfortable with women again. Like I was kind of treating women like every woman I treated like my sister in some way, because I was so used to being married. Like it took a while to learn how to like flirt and have chemistry again. That took some time. Um, then when I kind of figured that out, I realized, okay, now I can be selective. Now I could spend time with women who I understand what I'm bringing to the table, what they're bringing to the table and I choose to be there. And that's been really enjoyable. I've been enjoying that.
0: The something new around relationships feels good. Now, what is this something old around parenting or family that you can share that you are wanting to bring into this new life of yours?
1: Yeah. So I think this is where I spend a lot of my time um, processing and preparing uh, because I love my kids and I love my family. Like I was like, for people who found out I got divorced, they were all shocked because sure. in the world, when I walked around, I was that guy who was like my wife, my kids are my life. You know, I define literally my For a lot of men, by, their
0: family is, I mean, for a lot of women too, but for men especially, that's like your identity, your family, yeah. because men don't necessarily have the same friendship groups like women do. So your family really is your emotional support.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think another side of that from a man's side of it is also just like a, uh, it's a good place to ditch your life if you don't know what your purpose is, right? Yeah, and so if, you, if you're a man who has really driven and knew what you wanted out of life, you're, you're chasing that. And then the family and kids kind of come while you're doing what your, what your purpose is. But if you haven't found that yet, especially me getting married so young, I hadn't found that, you could feel like you have purpose if you are taking care of a wife and a child, sure. right? You could feel very purposeful, even though it may not be what you're supposed to be doing, right? Or um, not the only that thing you, that you're
0: supposed to be focusing so much
1: energy into. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so I think for me, when I was thinking about what to keep or what's old for my family that I wanted, I just was really committed to keeping my relationship with my kids. Like before the divorce had happened, I quit my job, became an entrepreneur, all because I wanted to have a more balanced life. And I recognized that I was killing myself, you know, massively overweight in a career I hated, um, chasing money to buy, to buy the kids stuff that like I didn't even get to enjoy with them. You know, because I couldn't make it to the vacation, or I couldn't be around to play. You know, I was leaving the house while they were asleep and coming home, and they were getting ready for bed. Um, and so, the la- before the divorce happened, I had spent a lot of time kind of balancing to get to know them, and I had developed these great relationships, and I did not want to lose that. And so, the biggest thing I'm keeping is keeping my relationship with my kids. and uh, a couple ways, I'm doing that. Uh, me and my ex are sharing custody, so I get them half the week, uh, which is awesome. Um when COVID's over, hopefully we'll get to a schedule where it's more like week in, week week on, week off. Uh but right now we're literally splitting the week because everybody needs a little bit more assistance with COVID.
0: Right. You um, need that space just to recharge the battery.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially because everybody's working from home and everybody's around each other. Exactly.
0: All yes. Distance learning. Um, yes. <laughs> I relate, then, uh, Lani. I relate. I'm
1: over your, Oh, that's yeah, me. I get it. Maybe you're, maybe, no, maybe you're similar because uh, like I come off very extroverted and people think, oh, he's really engaging and high energy, but like, I'm really an introvert. Like, I, I get my batteries recharged when I spend time by myself.
0: I relate. Uh, and, and people would say the same about me too. I have an extrovert persona.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seeing, See? Uh And the other thing I'm keeping then is also like one thing that was um, some advice I got from a, a divorced man a, quite a few years older than me. Was you know, your kids didn't lose their family, and no matter what, you should make time, especially the first year or so, to keep some family traditions and spend time as a family. You know, like it's gonna be a lot for you. you, you of course, you're probably gonna be like, you know, walk away. You don't want to talk to her anymore. But no, invite her to your house, have them over for lunch, watch a movie, do the stuff you used to do with the family. You don't gotta talk about st- your stuff when when that's happening. Like everything's a family conversation, and the kids will do better, and you'll find that you'll do better because. Things would be a little bit normal, and so that's something that we kept too. Um, once a week, on Sundays, we would go to church. You know, go out to a restaurant for brunch. You know, before COVID got really bad in Chicago, but even now, when they come over to my house. I make pancakes. You know, we watch we watch The Mandalorian, or we make a, we do a puzzle, or we work on a board game. But it's about four or five hours a week where they get to have both their parents, and it feels good, and it feels normal. And um, I think the after a few months of us doing that, my son who's nine now was just so funny. He was just like, you know, I know it sucks that you guys got divorced or whatnot, but I really like how you guys are still making it feel like one big family. And that that's meant a wonderful. lot to me. That's, oh, that's wonderful. That meant a lot to me. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, we keep that, we keep that. What's this something- does for dating though. <laughs>
0: yes. What's this something People. new you're wanting to bring into your um, parenting and family?
1: So one one tension that my ex-wife and I had was around parenting. Uh, we had very different philosophies, of, or, or maybe even different goals, you know. Uh, and so now I get to really create a culture in my home that I always wanted to nurture, and I take a lot of pride in that. And I spend quite a bit of energy shaping it. Uh, it's a little different, or kind of cultural. I could probably be way wrong with how I'm raising my children or or nurturing them. Is probably a better word. Um, but I kind of wanted to parent in a way where I'm detached from the outcome. Like I'm not trying to live the life I think to live through my kids, and I'm not trying to make them feel as though if they don't end out a certain way, they did me wrong or that I'm not gonna be pleased with them. Um, like I think some people feel like if their kid doesn't become a success, they failed as a parent. And I don't feel that way. Like they're individual human beings; they're sovereign. Uh, I'm older than them by, you know, 25 years. I'm not, you know, (laughs) you know, like it's not like I've been in the world much longer than they have. Um, And so I try to nurture a space in my home where they're free to be themselves and go the way they want. And know that I love them no matter where they go and how they do it and what mistakes they make. Like I don't expect them to avoid all the all the horrors of high school years. You know, like. I want them to feel comfortable enough to come talk to me about it because I know there's no judgment and they know that, uh, I love them. I got their back, you know? And I think that was, that felt awkward for my ex, uh, because he felt like there should be more rules or rigidity or structure to things. Okay. And I'm, so I'm, you have that space not, now
0: like, to create that culture and she can maintain the one that feels comfortable to her and your kids have a balance somehow with all, within all of that, it sounds like.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, like I do a lot of coaching with the kids because they have to recognize that how they are at daddy's house is not how they are at mommy's house. Oh, and they're getting into sure, that. Sure. Sure. Uh, sure. So at first she wanted me to do what she was doing and it was like, nah, <laughs> like I'm free now. Right. This is my home and this is how I want to do it. And it's you part know? of your
0: fresh start experience, that parenting, that new way to yeah. parent.
1: You
0: know, it's yeah. interesting. You talk about how you and your ex had different points of view around parenting. Actually, my ex and I, that was our strongest link is our parenting. And so what was, yeah. what was the you know best outcome, I guess you could say out of our divorce mm-hmm. is that we were both in agreement completely on how we wanted to be with our children. That was mm-hmm. never an issue. So it was a huge relief actually, because there are there a lot of other areas that we didn't agree on. And so to have the children be the point where we agreed actually brought a lot of healing because we too, like your family continued to do mm-hmm. family activities. We had family meetings every Sunday for about a year where we'd go to one house or the other and we'd have a good family meeting. And it was just great for our kids again to see that, oh, we get along in this space. We're happy in this space. We refer to the family in this space. And so it maintained some of that normalcy for our kids. And, it, you know, it's also for me, it was healing because I could have moments of levity around my ex, around the kids. We could talk about upcoming birthday parties or school functions we'd go to parenting conferences together and we were very much on the same team around right, our children yeah. and and so for me that was just really healing because i needed like i'm sure he needed to like me again and to like him again you know divorce is just really intense. And it's not like this, like, let's hug it out. You know, I mean, I wish it were, but it's not, at least for us, it wasn't like, we're going to hug it out here, but at least around the family that maintained some normalcy and it it was very healing and some very grateful for that. You know, we were able to have Christmas morning together. We were able to, Mm -hmm. you know, continue to do out- outings to the zoo or to the park or what have Murphy. you. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the kid party and that type of thing. And so it was never, okay, now you're going to this house. Another thing that our family decided is that we weren't going to say mom and dad's house. We say, you know, we're going to um, the address of this house and the ad. Well, we call my place the flat so I know I like to pretend I'm in Europe or something like that, uh, even though yeah, clearly yeah. far away, you know, just <laughs> in that the kids had two houses. we actually, that was from,
1: I really liked it. Yeah. Like from this our, a our I'm a, I'm a this.
0: Okay. Yeah. From our, um, we had some family therapy sessions. And in those sessions, mm. the therapist suggested that we refer to two houses. Our family now has two houses. It's this house and it's this house. And so our kids will say, Oh, I'm going to the flat, you know, where I'm going here. And so it, again, it's, for, for me, I like that for them because they do have two houses, you know, it's mm-hmm. not just my house, it's our house. And when they're at their other mm-hmm. house, it's not just their dad's house, it's their, you know, it's their house. So that's been also just great language. And it just feels more like, again, we're a family system and we do talk about, you know, the family that we're always going to be a family. We're always going to love each other. Right. And we just had a Christmas morning that was probably the best Christmas morning we've had since our divorce. We played games, we had a brunch, um, we laughed, I mean, mm-hmm. my ex and I just talked about, you know, politics and different topics we enjoy just like normal, like we would, if we would been married and it just, it was very mm-hmm. healing for me, you know, after mm-hmm. three Christmases since our divorce. And so I'm just grateful for that. I'm grateful that that is the, the old that I can maintain with my kids, you know, that we have that family system still functioning in a way that feels good to them. Now the but- new, yeah, the new for me... It'd be similar again to what you said is that the parenting style isn't different, but just you know, kind of those traditions like, what are some new traditions that we're gonna the three of us get to do together? We can take a trip mm-hmm. here and I don't need anyone's permission, we can go for um, you know, weekend up to the cabin and I don't need to coordinate with anybody else. I love the freedom of that. I love the freedom, yeah. Of, yeah, do you feel that way too? That's that freedom to create all these new memories and new traditions just within the, th- the you know family system of your three, you and your kids.
1: Yes. Yes. That, I think that speaks to definitely when I talk about the idea of creating my own culture in my own home. Right. Like, right. Definitely a part of it. Like what we watch, the movies you get to watch. The, yes.
0: The games we play. The,
1: yeah. The conversations the we have. Yeah. Like, like I'll do stuff like we'll go in the car and like, Hey, it's eight o'clock at night. Everybody's been on screens screen all day. Let's get in the car and we're going to go listen to, Hamilton and just drive an hour and a half up to the north side and back. <laughs> that would—that's that would what it a, takes a from one side of Chicago RD. to
0: the next, an hour and a half.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, like, we went up to like the north shore, like almost past Evanston. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like, okay, just, just keep, you know, just just go to be out of the house for a little bit, and right. like on a school night, that would have been a fight. And now it's like, oh no, that's something fun, and like I'm, all, I'm real big about creating memories, like. I'm trying to be very intentional about doing things that they will talk about and remember when they're older.
0: Yeah. And I
1: get more, I get more freedom to do that now. Freedom is definitely the word I would use.
0: Yes. And it, you know, I, I think a lot about freedom for my own life, but I, I forget sometimes how much freedom I have now as a parent to create, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the type of energy I want in the house and how do we express ourselves and how do we talk to each other and How do we handle Mm. conflict? I mean, just all of those layers Mm -hmm. that you don't even, while you're going through the divorce process, you don't like, gee, well, now I get all this freedom in my parent. You know, you don't even think about any of that. And two years in, I'm like, wow, I just, I love that. I love that I can walk into my house with my kids and feel a certain way because I've created that for us. I can walk into my house and know that this is how the night's going to go. And there's not going to be a big surprise per se. You know, I I love, right. right. I love that. Certainty to a degree because there's not a lot of certainty in our lives these days, Jelani. Did you know Did you know that? I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> I don't know if 2020 taught you that or not,
1: but um, oh my goodness, <laughs> yes, it right? in, in, in all ways, in all ways, in all aspects of life. Can I, can I ask you a question, please? So, you know, I got to this way of being with my kids in the family structure through some you know sage advice from an older man in my life, um, but. You know, I haven't met a lot of divorced people who talked about this and you, you you know you live a very similar life. How did how did you get there? Like how did you pick this path because so many people are just, you know, burn the bridge and when they're with me, it's my time and when they're with you, it's your time and there's just nothing in between, you know? Like I drop off at your house on Monday, you pick them up at my house on Sunday. Like how did you, how did you get here? How did you find your solution?
0: Well, I think my ex and I had lived enough life because we, we didn't get married in our 20s. We got married Mm in our thirties and I think we lived enough life to know from other people's experiences and stories. We heard that how we didn't want to be. And so we decided, Mm -hmm. okay, we're going to be this way instead. We're going to, we're going to still be a united force this way for the sake of our children and the sake of the family that we want them to have. Does that make sense?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, you put your individual spin on your own in your own home, which again, we've talked about that. It's just, It's wonderful. And I'm excited for Mm -hmm. people who are listening that, you know, maybe they're early into their uh, fresh start like you are and they have that ahead of them or for others who've been divorced for years and they've been learning throughout like, oh, I want to do it this way or let's shift gears and be more this way. You know, hopefully people, you know, the more they're into their life after divorce, they've done some internal work and are feeling you know, happier internally. I think once you're happy internally, things look very different in your life in general. So once you're able to be in a better place for yourself, you can parent differently. You can connect with your ex differently. You're just a better, happier
1: person. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, certainly. Well, certainly. Yeah.
0: And I think, you know, I've definitely done my own internal work and a lot of self-care. I think for me really focusing on creating space, you talked about that too, how you when you were married, you were very focused on family and you didn't really do a lot for yourself and you paid a price for that. And you're, you know, maybe your family marriage paid a price for that too. I can't speak for you, but I know that I personally have learned that if I, like you said, if I'm not putting the oxygen mask on my mouth, on my face first, that's not good. I need to to do what I need to do to be happy, healthy, and, and, you know, excited about my life in order for me to be a good parent, happy parent. So it's layered mm-hmm. G- Jelani. such layers so many layers but good layers good layers
1: yeah all for us right these are the experiences that shape us so i try to be open to them and i try to be um i try to just accept things and move through them and you know not evaluate whether they're good or bad but just accept them and move forward and um Man, I just really—I think you're—I really agree with you about that that piece around feeling whole and like once you get to a place where you've healed internally, everything else can be dealt with a lot differently. And I think that um, my journey has really showed me that in so many ways. And I think just beyond self-care for me is just more so just like I was putting off living the life I wanted to live because I I I blamed everybody. Like, I have to make this much money to have the family. The kids need this. The kids need that. And I always had an excuse for why I couldn't travel somewhere, or why I couldn't make it to the bar to meet my friends for a drink, or why I couldn't finally work on the the script I wanted to write, or the music I wanted to make. Like I, I had so many excuses, and um, the divorce really kind of put the onus on me to say, no, this is my life, and I can make it what I want to be, and I need to be active about that and engaged, and not just sitting on the sidelines. And that included how I parented, included how I interacted with my ex, because like I wanted to have a certain kind of relationship with her, like. Uh, Normally, if I'm being honest, like <laughs> before getting married, I was the kind of person that if, if we broke up with a girlfriend, you know, I never saw them again. I want to talk to them again. So you know? like, I was very like that's over, you all know? or nothing. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, when this idea of divorce came, out, I was like, well, how do you do that now? Because I can't just like cut her off and then like some people in my life are like, yeah, you totally can. But like, but that's not healthy. That's not going to be good for the kids. And not kind good of for you ultimately either. And and not good for me. That's right. Because at the at the time. She still was a very important person to me. Uh, she's known me so well for so long. We do have a, it's not all bad, right? Like the, the last few years were horrible and that's why we ended up where we ended up, but like, it wasn't all bad. And I think um, living the life that I want to live made it possible for me to interact with her in a positive way. Um, and, and, and probably in a way that's better for both of us because now we both know about how, how to have healthy boundaries.
0: Jelani, what is your dream for your family now? You've learned so much uh, already a, early into all this. And what do you what are you dreaming about when it comes to your family?
1: I think for my kids, I just want them to like grow up and be fearless and bold and really believe and pursue their dreams. You know, I don't want them to be the kind of people who feel like they have to wait um to do the things they want to do in life, right? Like if you want to open an art gallery, open the art gallery. If you wanna play professional soccer, go train in Europe and try, right? Like really live your life. Don't be afraid. Uh, That's that's really important to me because I was not that way growing up. I was much more, I was much more raised to be, make it in America, go to college, get a job, get a house and be grateful that you're safe and secure. And I want more than that for them. I want them to be truly liberated individuals. Um, And then in terms of my ex, I just hope that, you know, we can be the kind of people, when I turn 75, she can come to my birthday party and it'd be okay and everybody's peaceful and happy. And I think we can get there. Absolutely. It's not there today.
0: (laughs) You're early in. It's early in though. You'll get there. Baby steps. Keep practicing. Keep practicing. That's good. My dream for my family, I think is, you know, to have an environment that feels safe and that is joyful. One thing that I ask my kids a lot that I, is important to me and what I've had to learn in my adult life is what do you love about yourself? and to be able Mm -hmm. to have them articulate that with ease that they're getting there, but it's, you know, we're so focused I think on others and making others happy Mm -hmm. and taking care of others. And I want them to be in a home where, you know, there is space for you to take care of yourself and do what you need to do and love yourself. And also just, you know, have that unconditional freedom where we can Mm -hmm. be real people, real people live in our house. We're not perfect people. We're real people, real people live here. And I know I I was raised by a perfectionist. And so I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm a recovering good girl Mm -hmm. slash perfectionist. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's just, I don't want that for my kids. You know, my daughter will catch herself saying, I'm sorry. And and she's like, mom, I'm saying, I'm sorry again. I'm like, I know it, darn it. We Western women were so good at saying I'm sorry all the time. It's so frustrating.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So just, again, just to be that space, like we're real people, real people live here. You know, we have unconditional love for each other. We're going to have great days. We're going to have hard days, but we always love each other. It's a safe place. Share how you feel, be who you are, love yourself. That's, that's where I'm going with my family. That's beautiful. It feels good. It feels, it. it feels like me. It feels true to me. And I want to be that type of parent and be true to myself as a parent and in every way, but especially as a parent. Jelani, it's been so fantastic to connect with you and learn about the something old and something new that you're creating around your relationships, obviously within parenting and with family. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us today.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for creating this platform I- I had a lot of fear about divorce when I when it was kind of thrust upon me and that something like this would have helped in that process. So I'm excited for you and your listeners.
0: We'd love to hear from our listeners as well. What would you say you're something old and something new are around these areas of your life after your divorce? Please leave your comments below or on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us on both sites at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. Please also visit us at divorcedandhappy.net. I'm your host, Sadie Marie. Wishing you so much inspiration and joy this new year as you explore your something old and something new. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of Sadie's Divorced and Happy. Till then, you take good care.